Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Diamond Club. For all those diamonds in the rough, today is a special episode. I have my very first guest on the podcast, Mr. Mark. Wow, Mr. Mars. Mr. Son of a bitch. Son of a fucking bitch. Uh, Mr. Marshall Isaac Hall. Please introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? My name is Marshall Hall. Uh, I do music. I do a lot of things positively in the world, like sitting around on my couch and playing Pokemon, drinking coffee, and just living life. But uh, uh, I do music. My name is Mars Hall. It's more of a uh, more of a pop rap thing. I really don't know what I'm doing with it. I just write songs I enjoy writing that I think. That's great other people would enjoy so and I just try to be literally sometimes I set out to be as weird as possible with it I'm like what's the weirdest thing that we could do like my producer and I we just sat there and he has crickets in one of the rooms has crickets crickets so we, crickets. We, we ran an entire mic cable through the living room through the kitchen and into the pen where they have the crickets it's a huge thing I, I don't, so this was contrived like, yeah I, I don't know why they have crickets but they have crickets I'm gonna have to ask Zach next time I go over there because they have crickets in their laundry room but right. I don't see any reptiles to feed them to so with the big move what are your plans with studio time studio time honestly most of it's already <sighs> done I have one more track to finish tracking I'm more so waiting to find a good uh a good co-artist for the song. I've talked to a few people and anyone you, you want to mention? No, no, no. Uh, I, because I want, I want to be for sure. I want to be for certain. I don't like jumping ahead of the time anymore. Right. You know, it's like yeah. so many times you sit there and you get excited about something. You're like, yeah, this guy's gonna be on my song. I'm gonna play. That just doesn't happen yeah, sometimes. Doesn't happen. So it's like, why am I gonna name drop someone? Right. That that quickly no, yeah understandably like because I've been trying to actually I've been starting things and no one knows like I've hinted to it but mm-hmm. still no one knows but that's because I don't want to like set the bar too high for myself because yeah. I do that inadvertently all the time because that's just in, in my nature so when like with with the certain company I'm starting like I never told anybody until I actually had enough to tell people because naturally people just don't really support you and you don't want to like tell somebody and then they'll be like, oh, okay. Because you know that it, 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 it's it, just it, something it's, that gets swept under the rug like it's, everything It's happens. such an empty okay at that point. Right? It's, like, <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you're starting something. But as soon as that conversation ends, the chords cut all memories lost. For sure. So it's like you can either sat there and work on something until you have something formulated to the point of, you have it and all you're waiting to do is drop it and there's a point of hey I got this going and you raise the bar and you raise the bar and you raise the bar and you're eventually going to drop it and you can make people wait for a lot longer than they expected to wait for because some people is waiting for it two weeks after you say so, something so what do you think really gets in the way gets in the way yeah like what? Like you keep setting the bar. Like, what do you think really is the reason behind 
always setting the bar too high. Well, well see, there, there's multiple things, you know, you can, uh, you, multiple things is just literally talking yourself up too much and not being able to deliver what you talk up. There, there's a difference in talking and the action part of it. Right. It's like you can talk and talk and talk, but if you suck at what you do, no one's going to like it. Absolutely. You know, that's, uh, like in self-development, that's one of the biggest things that they ever say is just be a man or woman. Be a person. Yeah, be a person. Yes. Uh, be about what you say you're about, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk, because th- that only builds your credibility for one, but when, whenever you go to announce something, people have anticipation for it rather than, oh, do it. Because they say do it because they want you to succeed, but yet they really don't care. You know? Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, that that's, that's how I'm building my new project. And even though it's been running for a little over a year at this point, I started late October last year with releasing Mars Hall material. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've done this on a genuine base of I really don't care how it's perceived. I want to go to the studio to write music for me and how it sounds for Get me. Get the out. And it's like, I release it when I want to release it. I do shows when I want to do shows. I don't have any time expectancy. I don't really care to, if I make a weekly post on Facebook about my music anymore. It's like, I really don't even care to almost, and this sounds kind of shitty to me as an artist, it's to the point now it's like I'll promote it when I want to promote it and like that's almost kind of bad in a way but it's like but is it really you know it's just because you never know what's going to pick up and what's not going to pick up so you feel that what people might perceive it as is a reason why you're so apprehensive or reluctant to promote or release anything no it's just I've, I've spent so much time and so much energy trying to do things prior that I would throw a lot of money into that I threw a lot of time into and at first it was a cool thing because it was new but once the new wore off and you reached the peak of where you could go without any extra help outside of what you're already doing yeah and if you don't get that immediate help you do lose that traction you do lose it so it's like you lose the validity yeah, so so the thing is, it's like, in my opinion, doing it as a genuine, doing it in a genuine manner, it's like, you really connect to the people that listen to your music on a personal level right. instead of a throw money into this and buy out people. Well, see, it's like people will come to you, they're like, hey. Everything comes out organically and emotionally. Organically, because, you know, I would rather have a thousand real fans across the world that bought everything that came out yeah versus a hundred million likes on facebook or however however and many, some of those you know, are bought right <laughs> a lot of them are bought you know and like the thing is it's not even the fact that they're bought even they're genuinely earned facebook sits there and they're like that the algorithms and all that it's just like you, only so many people will see that post like Green Day is my all-time favorite band. I never see anything about Green Day on my Facebook. I know they have to post. You say, yeah, they have to. They have to post. Yeah. They're they're about ready to come out with a new album, Did a you new, hear the new tour. Song? I've heard both of them. They they came out with two. It's different, but I like it. It's still good. And, 
and I watched the live at the uh, music, uh, the like music video awards the other night. Yeah, and Green Day is just Green Day. It's just amazing that a, a group of people have so many celebrities in one room that are cheering for them like they are actual fans that come and bought the tickets. You know. That's that's the kind of thing that inspires me a lot of days is watching a band like Green Day. Well, they went through a lot. They they went through a lot, but at the same time, it's like they did it. They did it, and it's just amazing that they captivated the world. See, what's respectable to me, in my opinion, about bands like that is they don't forget where they came from. Uh, a lot of people think that they have, but they don't really follow the band or the individuals. Yeah, because, you know... Me being a huge Green Day fan, I sit here, I'm like, I read into it. They do a lot for their hometown. and A lot for the clubs that they came up in? Even though they got kicked out of those clubs for apparently selling out, right? Yeah, because it it was a super punk rock. But what would you do, yeah? I mean, like, I I would come back and I would help because it's just more of a punk... That's the most punk rock thing to do. Exactly. Like, like fucking help the community. Like, be be a part of where you grew up and don't forget where you came from. See... That, like, I think that bands get too caught up in the whole repertoire, like, uh, how to dress, how to image, how to brand yourself. They get too caught up in that, that they forget who they are. They, they, you start perceiving yourself in, as a, somebody that is accepting. And I think that's detrimental for mental health or positivity in any form, because, you know, when you're with a band, it's, it's, it's very rare that you're in a band with a bunch of your friends. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a band and you just join it out of just some arbitrary reason, then you're 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 basically trying to fit in. And then when they're sitting there telling you like you gotta wear all black or you gotta do all this, you gotta shake your face or you gotta lose some weight, I think that that becomes what's unattractive about music and it puts a bad taste in people's mouth. Because if you like we talked about this yesterday, but the the scene in which we came up in is constantly changing and at some at its form of evolution to where it seems as though, in my opinion, in my experience, that's what it's turning out to be. People people trying to start a band because of what's popular, based upon what they really want to do, and then where what's popular because of fitting in with other people. I don't know. I, well, think let's, let's, I, I think I think to touch on both of those things, let's talk about image, let's talk about art, let's talk about just the music in general. What is popular and what's not popular. I definitely think um, you, you know you have to definitely care about image but at the same time I, I do agree on some sort of level being too controlling is an awful awful thing for the art itself I think there was a time where you definitely had to had to dress the part you had to be Michael Romances you had to be not even Michael Romances in a way but just fit the part of the of the music you know it's like your band was more dark and emo of course you're going to go out dressed more black if it's pop you're going to kind of go off and be more dress up you know more flashy 
So in your in your experience, because you've you've seen both sides, right? You've done the solo thing and you've been in full bands. Which one is most lax, most laid back, where you feel as though you got you can just do anything you want to? Oh, the the solo artist aspect of it, you know, it's not even not even about just the image of it. At that point, it's like literally the music. It's the image. It's how you want to perceive it. There's nobody else's opinion that you have to ask for. There's nobody else's opinion that matters. Yeah. It's literally, in how I view it, it's like, I, I'm like, I want to write this for right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, right now, I'm, I've, in the last couple months, I've got an EP almost finished. Um, it's going to be five songs and might have a bonus track on it. It might not. It might not. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's the thing. Who cares? <laughs> who who really cares? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wonder if I even care. <laughs> well, and, you care, right? You you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, so. I mean, of course, I mean I do, but at the same time. But it's, it's like, like have it or don't have it. What makes yeah, a fucking difference? Yeah, like you know, I'm sitting here bopping these songs I wrote every day, enjoying the shit out of them. You know. See, I used I used to feel really shitty about myself because I would listen to songs that I recorded with other bands or even songs that I wrote and then I just realized like I'm just so proud of what I do I think that's just a form of confidence the, the, the way I look at it is if, why the fuck would anybody else listen to your music if you can't even listen to your own song that's a great if I can listen to my own voice and stuff I wrote I'm my biggest critic Oh, of course. If, if I can listen to my own stuff, of course the fucking world's going to yeah. love it. And who cares if who cares if Jim Bob down the road doesn't fucking like it? You know, yeah. that's one person out of however many. I only need a thousand people. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, somebody on a fucking YouTube comment. You, you know, it's like, not even a thousand people. I don't, I don't even really care about... I, that, that's what I was saying. I don't even know if I care anymore. It's in the fact of... I don't... I, I think the genuine thing about Mars is I do it for me. I don't do it for any other reason. I don't do it to gain a fan base anymore. I don't do it to even really play shows anymore. I have a show. Uh, I do have one thing to promote. December 28th, uh, I'll be playing at Q's Dungeon for his last show. with. Uh, so what's going on with that, by the way? I'm, I'm not really... I'm not really too in the loop. I just know that Q's not going to be doing shows there. See, all right. After, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's good. He's a good guy. Q's a great guy, man. Like, you know, we kind of got off on the wrong foot. At the I beginning. think everyone got off on the wrong foot. With <laughs> yeah. <Q. laughs> and he, he just fucking comes up to me. He's like, "You Jesus and Jim Morrison looking motherfucker." I'm like, "I love you, buddy." Yeah. And eventually, after a year or two of me. Still being nice and smiling at him. He finally looked at me. He's like, you curly-headed fuck. You're always so nice to me. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, we, and it, it's always a give and take, you know. So I, I, I can have a bad attitude myself sometimes. Of course, you know? yeah. I think everybody can. My relationship so. with Q is really sarcastic. I, I don't think we know if we really like each other. But, I mean, I respect the guy. I'm sure he respects me and you know, my family and everything that he knows about me. But, like, when we're around each other, we act like we hate each other because we pick on each other so much. <laughs> but um, I, 
I, I love Q to death, man. I love Q to death. Like, uh, he's, he's, he's always been there anytime I need a show, anytime. Every scene needs a hero. And, and Q's the fucking hero. That, that's why he has the t-shirt. He's got with, the with him is the superhero. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even know that. But see, I haven't been on Facebook, so I don't really know. Dude, it was, it was a quarter shirt, I'm pretty sure. At least. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, let, let's be real here. I, I'm too stoned to remember <laughs> the last time. But see, I was going to ask you, I was like, how, how are you on, like, uh, substance and, like, drinking and everything? You know, I, I, I think, I think uh, one thing I've learned, I had a really bad streak. Last couple months, I was, I hit one week, I ended up drinking. A half a gallon of Jack on top of three more fifths of Jack and another half a gallon of Long Island iced tea in one week by myself. I think that solidified it, you know. You probably woke up from a coma after that. Uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, woke it, up on it's, Mars. Just, it's just like, yeah, I did wake up on Mars. It's just like, I, I had a really dark three months. I recorded a record. I stayed completely fucked up the entire time. And I had just a weird chain of reaction of events come about, and you know, it's just I, I feel a lot better. Mindset lately. was in the dirt. My mindset was completely in the dirt, and uh, you know, luckily, uh, you know, I have people here for me. My girlfriend Kimmy, <laughs> she's here for me. I have a lot of good homies. You know yourself, uh, yeah, Zachy Chan, my producer. Uh, Zachy Chan. Zachy Chan. That's what we call him. Whose idea was that? It's just his Facebook just, name. Man. Uh, did it come naturally? I guess. I mean, I even put him in one of my songs. Uh, just, just the name Zachy Chan. Don't you hate that when somebody comes up with their own nickname? No. Like, I don't... But who knows? It might not even be. But then again, who am I to judge, right? It's just a Facebook <laughs> name. <laughs> a Facebook name? <laughs> right. I think that would be but, a great yeah. You know, it's Zachy like... Chan? But you know, even does he know karate? I'm not quite sure, but I'll, I'll have to ask him. Like, maybe maybe we can like phone him one day. <laughs> but uh, you know, like like I said, uh, I had completely dark three months. And I think one thing, you know, I, I still am drinking. I still smoke all day, every day. But it's just the, the tendencies. But it's not even that, it's just the fact of the matter that I don't feel the need to do it to stay fucked up. I just, I drink at the end of the day to wind down now. You know, it's like I have, I have some shots, I calm down, I go to bed and I watch anime now. Anime? Yeah, I've, I've, been, on a, I've been on a My Hero Academia kick. Is that like a, a Netflix thing? No, it's on Hulu, bro. Okay, that's what it's, I thought. Dude, I was staying with uh, my buddy Doug. Doug, he's in the anime? Doug loves anime. I, 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 I found that out. I, I didn't know. See, it, it's like all the people who secretly loved anime nowadays are coming out. And it's, it's yeah. like, they're like, we fucking love anime. And I still never got it. Like, I never got it. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I can't say that I love anime. You love that show. But that show's fucking hellacious, man. Well, give, give, me, give me a brief rundown. What's it about? Well, basically, what the, the brief rundown, you know... It starts off, you, you find out that this world was a normal world at one time, and then someone was born with a power, quote-unquote, it's called a quirk. Quirk? A quirk. That's awesome. And then these quirks start popping quirks. off 
more often. And eventually, 80% of the population had quirks. It was a superhero <laughs> world. But there was only... But that in that enlisted... 80% of the population had yeah. quirks? I think that's... Uh... What uh, underestimating it? Well, I mean, no, I mean they're like weird quirks, like uh, like Still uh, underestimating like, it. <laughs> like <laughs> there's so much. It, it's just, you just have to check it out just to see how many quirks there are. It's it's very very. You're just like, how the fuck did they think of these? But at the same time, everything makes sense. They're all quirky. And uh, but anyway, you know, our main character, he was born quirkless. And he wants to be a superhero more than anything. And there's one, there's one big superhero. Like the most famous superhero, his name's All Might. Oh, his name's what? All Might. All Might. Yeah. And, That's uh, simple, to the point. Yeah, simple to the point. And, um, of course, he wants to be exactly like All Might. And turns out Open that. Open up a can of It, it. You, you, you just gotta check it out, dude. <laughs> because does all, he open up a can of whoopers? All Might destroys like just all the villains, bro. All the villains. And like I, I'm normally not the person that. Why roots. even be a villain at that point? Huh? I said, why even be a villain at that point? Well, no, he was a superhero. All I know, and I was just saying, like, if he destroys all the villains, I mean, you're just like, look at all the other villains. Well, see, <laughs> they they died down for the longest time because of. Him. But the thing is, he started to get older. Oh, okay. And his powers are getting weaker, and then he finally. The he thing is, the thing is, his quirk is passable. You can pass it on to the next generation, and he ends up finding this kid named Midoriya, and the one that was quirkless, and he ended up like asking All Might. He's like, "Is there any way I could be a hero like you? This is all I wanted. I want to save people with a smile on my face like." And like, you know, of course, I'm gonna show you uh, of course, he turns around, he's like, I can give you my power and blah, 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 blah. Of course, it's, it's a lot more. Oh, is that easy? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's, but dude, this, this show's All made me cry. It's made me so mad. I'm sitting here, but it made me so happy. And so they, and the entire thing is he was trying to get into a hero academy, My Hero Academia. And oh, okay. So he ends up getting into the academy, but he's still trying to learn how to use the superpower, and he's not even strong enough to hold the power. So he ends up breaking his arms and his fingers every time. It sounds like an anime version of X Men in a weird way. Dude, it, it it's it's like a lot of things, in all honesty, but it's it's just so it it's mind numbing for me. I I can sit there and watch for hours. I'll just sit there. I'm like, what in the world? No, you're, you're, uh, I was just worried that your chin hair was gonna... Oh, rub the mic. Rub the mic. Yeah, I haven't shaved. Oh, it's, like, no, it's okay. It didn't get probably. It's okay. I was just, I didn't, I didn't want that to come back in the audio. That was a good catch, sir. But yeah, you, you'll, you'll definitely have to check that show out if you ever get the chance. Because it's... Definitely one of my favorite shows right now. I haven't been watching too many shows. I watched Pulp Fiction again for the long, like I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't know how much I like that movie, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too into movies anymore. 
or even shows. Like I, every time I find myself on Netflix, I am just staring in a black hole of so many options. Mm-hmm. And now that like I understand movies, I'm pretty judgmental about like what I watch. True. Because like I know a good movie and I know a shitty movie. But back when back when I didn't know that. Like, when I was a kid, I could watch any movie and be entertained. But now it's just like, there's so many fucking options. Like, what do I, how do I want to waste this 90 minutes or two hours watching this or binge watching that? Because, I don't know, I feel like I'm too wrapped up in other things. And I'm trying to be more productive than that. So, I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start. Especially with an anime, considering I've never really been. You just got started from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then it's, it's a ride. Well, I might as well start Naruto at that point. Oh, no, no. You just <laughs> skip that. Like, some people might be like, fuck hey, you, man. You, no, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say I'm, I'm not an anime person. Guru. Yeah, like, I like this one show. So, to say that I am an anime... What about all the ones that Zach tried to get you to watch? No, every show that Zach tried to get me to watch, yeah. Zach Prost from Great Friends is an anime lover at heart. It just he's the oh, biggest one of many things. Of, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's also an Uber driver. The best Uber driver. Really, I, I, dude? I'll, I'll call Prost at like two in the morning. I'm like, bro, like, can you get me home, bro? He's like, there's a really big surge, man, but I think I can come and swing and get you next. That and sounds like, like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, like, Prost has showed me so many different animes, and every single one of them is good. Actually, so there, 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 there is another one I do enjoy. It's uh, it's called Darling in the Frank. And I think I've heard him explain that. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's been so long since I've watched it, I can't really remember most of it. I just know I really like that one. But every anime he's shown me is good. It's just... My Hero Academia actually stuck with me after I sat down and watched it with Doug. But then, of course, talking Doug about... Doug out of all people. Doug Zach couldn't people. even reach you, and he's like the guru and Doug. And the worst part is, I'm pretty sure Bros showed me My Hero Academia. Yeah, and, it just didn't stick with me whenever I was there, but I think the thing was... He's an encyclopedia for anime. He really is, though. But I think the thing is that I started liking it was, you know, I... I got off work every day. I sat at Doug's apartment. I would get absolutely trashed. Like, so drunk, I, I would, like, I might as well just walk to McDonald's at this point. That's a minute down the road. <laughs> so, you know, I, I sat there on his couch, and he's sitting there watching this show, and the the intro comes on. It's like, and this is how I became the greatest superhero in the world. And I sat there. I was like, Doug. So, I was like, you stupid idiot. I was like, this sounds like the worst show in the world. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, can we please watch the next episode? I can't. I can't do anything. Like, I would stay up until like 2 in the morning watching this anime with them and wake up at 5. Seasons? It's on its fourth season right now. How many episodes? I'm not quite sure. I think there's probably about 14. 15. Maybe. I'm not quite sure. I never, See, I never that's even looked at the episode. That's the thing about anime, too. Is they, they got fucking extremely long seasons yes and it's like it, like Naruto there's like what um, 40 seasons or some shit and then they got like another spinoff or whatever I just I can't even. I'm, 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 and then on top of the talking about getting stuck in your own world for 90 minutes 
I'll sit there and watch the same Rick and Morty episode back to back to back. That's the way I am with The Office. Just to make sure I didn't miss any hilarious clips because this new season of Rick and Morty is the best season of Rick and Morty. There's a new season? Yeah, it's on season four. It just started and they're doing five episodes before Christmas and five episodes after Christmas. I wonder who started that approach to things. Because I noticed that The Walking Dead did it, and then a bunch of other shows did. Like Gotham got onto it, like where they would they would do mid season, so they would just stop mid season and then <coughs> continue in the. I I don't know which season it was, when but Rick and Morty's already done this Friday. They have. Yes. Mm, okay. They done it either for their first or second season. Yeah, I, I don't know which one. I just heard a lot of. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not like the biggest TV watcher, but there's two or three shows I like, and I try to keep up with as much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have you don't have the time for that all the time. No. So I just like who really has the time to sit there and get trapped up in so much? Uh people that want to go to the gym but don't. That should be me. I really need to start going to the gym again. But, you know. Jim and Bill. But. We hate them. Right? Yeah. Fuck Bill. For real. Who the fuck? I'd rather hang out with Jim than Bill. Yeah, no kidding. Because there's there's so many different gyms, right? You got Jim Beam. You got the actual gym. Well, I mean. All the other flavors that come along. I'd rather hang out with Jim's cousin, Jack. Jack. Yeah. My son's name is Jack. Technically. <laughs> no, uh, no correlation there, but... <laughs> no correlation at all. We're talking more guitar company here. No, we're not. We're actually talking a TV show. Really? Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Really? Yeah. We named him Jackson just so we can call him Jax. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't... That, that was a plot twist for me. I didn't expect to see that coming. Right? Well, a lot of people know it. A lot of people don't. For those who don't know it, now you know. Now I know. Yeah. You need something to fiddle with? Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I just grab the jewel. So that's the, that's exactly the way I am. Like, um, when I'm talking, especially when I'm concentrating, because I'll be trying to look at everybody in the eye, I'll just rearrange things on the table. That helps me a lot. My big thing is, I end up liking... Especially if I have a drink. So, like, this coffee has been my best friend. Mm-hmm. I've been just... Instead of taking big drinks, I take little sips in conversation. So, like, a monster lasts me no time in conversations. I end up bringing two or three monsters with me to, okay. like, to like a public event. I'm like... Yeah. I'm actually out of my coffee, but I got water. To, you know. I know. that. That's why I was about to start on next. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I to basically ask a question because I, I thought about this before and because I took time out to like, should I ask, write down questions to ask? But then again, we know each other pretty fondly. So, okay. That was, that was the nice <laughs> little rattle sound right there. That's the fridge. Oh shit, I thought it was just hot. No, it's not hard. As far as I know. I've been been dealing with like creepy shit, bro. Like, where are you living at right now? Living out of Moorhead right now. In an apartment uh, or? No, uh, Kimmy has a double wide. I ended up moving back in. She has a double wide? Yeah. How the fuck did she get a double wide? Magic. Magic? 
magic. No, so she like you're running it, right? No, it, it's a uh, her dad's. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. But uh, awesome, dude! Like congratulations. So, uh, the kids and I got back home the other day. We went to uh, my parents' family Thanksgiving, mm. and I opened the door first, and because I still had to go back and carry stuff in, so I walk in. TV's off, everything's off, you know. Is this related to ghosts? Kinda, yes. Okay. And, uh, and, and it could not, it might not be, I might just be going crazy, but like, it, it's scary shit, man. <laughs> so, so, so I, I walk back out to the car, and I walk right back in behind Kaya, and I looked at Kaya, I was like, did you turn the TV on? She's like, no. Well, the TV's on now. It's on the Netflix option. Did you have the remote like on the couch? I didn't even know where the remote was. I'm like, holy shit. That's always the problem. Yeah, I was like... But the even scarier thing was... Kimmy and I were laying in bed the other night. And we literally heard footsteps walk around in our kitchen. And I'm like... The fuck is going on here? And like... We went and got the kids because we we literally thought there was like someone in the house with us because it sounded so real. I'm like, that gives me chills, bro. Do you know what happened in the house previously? Or uh, there was some stuff that happened a long Spooky time stuff? ago, but it, was it on the property or the house? Um, both, I think. But I, I'd rather not get too much into all that. But anyway, uh, I don't know too much about like ghost stories or hauntings, but I have heard, and don't hold me to this, but property, like if a, a property is haunted, like that, it's it's fucked forever. Yeah. Right? Like a house haunting compared to like the property itself. Yeah. Is, I mean, that, that makes sense. So you, you, can, you can take down a house. But the, the thing is, though, when I think about taking down a house, it's like, where does it go after you take down the house? Does it just disappear? I don't know. But then again, I, don't st- I still don't know where I stand and uh, believing in ghosts. So it's, it's too much for me to talk about on one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, um, I like to believe, believe that um. Sorry about that. We need to live beside of the train tracks. Dead gone train went by. Mm-hmm. Chugging, chugging. But yeah, I had to pause it. So, uh, what were we talking about? We was talking <clears throat> about ghosts and Ghost. stuff. Ghosts. Oh, yeah. So, I like to be- believe that ghosts are real. Only because I feel spiritual in mm-hmm. a way. Like... That's the way I connect, especially like when it comes to things like religion. And I want to keep that out of this podcast, but yeah, like I, I like to believe that there could be something, but I've never experienced too much in my life. My my thing about it all is, it's like, all right, we're we as humans have complex minds. Mm. I don't think our minds are complex enough to come up with things such as maybe stories, but not. What, who the hell thought of a unicorn named a unicorn? Who thought a dragon made a dragon? Who really thought about ghosts being 
things that you may or may what not be able to see or things like that. I believe that everything that's ever came out in fiction or non-fiction has at one point been real or something close to it. It may not have been magical, It could but be like Diablo 3 like Wednesday Shire and like the Cupcake Village and, but our minds are not developed enough yet that we can actually see yeah. the cupcakes around us and unicorns. yeah definitely it's like but whoever seen a unicorn I mean I mean they it came from somewhere I don't I just I just have such a hard time believing that something so random came from someone's mind to be hmm. such a unique and like just take over myths and take over legends and take over this and that. It's like griffins. And it doesn't get any more majestic than a fucking unicorn. Yeah, either a unicorn or a griffin. Like is that like Pegasus? A griffin is like the half horse, half e- or half lion, half eagle. It's like uh, Gryffindor. Like oh, okay. I never got into the Harry Potter. It, it's not even really Harry Potter. It's like. A, gri- a griffin itself is said to be like king of beasts because you know it's king of the birds and king of the mammals, lion and the eagle put together. That's fascinating. So like, and it's they're supposed to be insanely smart and like they're in a lot of myths and legends. It's just I, I think all that's weird because is that what you're doing with your time now? Do you? Everything, man. Everything. <laughs> I have, I have so much free time right now. I'm just investing so much time into a lot of different, like little things. Because you can, right? That's I, that's the fascinating thing when you're when you're really like working on your self development and taking just taking a break for your mental health in general. You mm. realize like how much you used to worry about time. It's, it's kind of like you have so much of it you don't even know what to do with yourself. Yeah, truly, because, you know, I'm, I was sitting here working all these hours and this and that and the driving back and forth, the having to sleep for work and the work itself. It's yeah. like, that's so draining on a person. Yeah, especially because I, I worked a job where I had to work um, 12s, I like did 12 12s yeah. in, in peak season. And... I got to this point, and I was talking to my wife about it, um, not too long ago, actually. It's where, when you, because you're, we are, we're all anxious, right? We're, we're anxious in general. I mean, that's shit. I mean, we've had countless conversations about how anxious we are, and when we're anxious. So, like, sometimes I just wake up in the morning, I'm like, holy shit. And it's just for no reason. I'm yeah. just anxious for no reason yeah. sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So... When you're in, when you're doing that, and you have no time to focus on what the problem is, it sort of bleeds in with all the other things that are yeah. going on. Yeah, and it, it's oh, like on, it seems like right now I'm able to. I, I haven't had nearly as you're much. You're able to like contextualize what you're actually anxious about, rather than thinking you're anxious about everything all at once. Yeah, you know, it's like you're able to work on it real quick. You're like absolutely because. At, at this very point in time, it's like, time is, time is, like, there, there is no limit to time right, right now, it's like... Well, see, that that's another uh, key thing in uh, self-development is how you manage your time, like, how, how you're doing your routines, you put, you're staying consistent, but you're also doing things that aren't consistent because you also do want to push boundaries 
and get yourself out of your comfort zone. I myself, I thought about this and uh, like a schedule works really well for you. Mm-hmm. I thought about this as well because we know other people like our buddy Alex, who also runs on a schedule, but his schedule was completely opposite. He was a night out. Oh, yeah. You would sleep all day and work all night mm-hmm. on a computer, but you That's so wake bad. up in the morning, you do your workout routine, you do different. this. And I, I, I myself suck at a schedule. I absolutely hate the idea of having to do something at a certain time. And because that, that gives me anxiety itself. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason I think I hate the idea of going to a workplace. It's, I'm told I have to be here four days a week at this time it, and yeah. I don't get to leave until this time and so then what all I'm thinking about and then at the end of the day if they want to make you stay longer yeah it's like and I'm sitting here during this work week I'm like oh my gosh this is never going in this is miserable this is misery I'm a slave to them but yeah. and the thing is some people are and here's a Rick and Morty quote some people are okay with going to work and well some people some people would rather die <laughs> you know it's like I, i'm sitting there and don't get me wrong i don't, don't want to die versus working because i've worked since i graduated high school i just it, it's not it's not been an issue but at the same time yeah i've never known you to not have a job it, it, at the same time it's sitting here it's like i never realized how much stress it put on me and, and it's just how much breathing room you have comparatively and and you know and i hate saying that because in the same sense i feel like a bitch because it's like there's a lot of people that just are so happy and willing to get up and go to work every day and why do you feel like a bitch but see i think those that's what it is because when i took time off for my mental health now i'm taking time off for my knee but when i took time off before people made me feel like the bitch i didn't i I well yeah technically I did because my brain was like everyone thinks you're a fucking piece of shit right now because your wife is out here working but yet we're a team right she's mm. my biggest supporter she's my family just like anyone else is if I talk to you about it it wouldn't it wouldn't be as if you talk to your dad about it oh yeah definitely and and whenever this idea came up you know it was a rough couple months so is this a, a, is, everything came back together Go ahead and ask your question real quick before I continue. Is this indicative to why you're in Morehead? Yes. Because, you know, I, I was up in Florence for a good minute and I was, I was crashing with my buddy that the last couple of months. And, you know, things ended up coming back together. And, you know, I've, I've, I've always been super supportive of everybody I love. You know, you know that. For sure. Um, and there was a time I looked at Kimmy, I was like, baby, if work is stressing you out this bad, don't go in. <laughs> and she yeah. looked at me, she goes, what? It's a job. Fuck it. Fuck don't it. go in. See, you have more control than you think. And so she looked at me and she's like, you don't need to go back. You gave me a break. Let's do this. We're a team. And it's exactly like you said. Exactly. See, that's, that's lovely. So, it's, I, I love her very much, and I I appreciate her support dearly. You know, it's because she's helped me out a lot right now. It's helped me get my mind back on track. I feel the most sane I've felt in a good minute. 
Um, if ever. Yeah, you know, it's like, and especially just the fact that I'm living to live, I feel like I have more purpose again. In control. I'm in control of my mind. I'm not in control of life. Nobody's in control of See, life, that, but yeah. I am able to control how my mind perceives each situation and how I need to deal with it, how I react, and think accordingly and act logically. And 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 let's be real, everybody slips. For sure. You know, everybody has a moment where they slip, and they're like. But how do you handle yourself when you slip? You know, it's everybody does it differently, and some people are some people. So, are, some okay. people are poor, you know, and then it's like, you, you know, it's like I, I slipped the other night and it's like I, I let one situation get me very angry and like, and after I thought about it, I was like, what the hell was I angry over? I, like, there was nothing that even made me mad. I just, yeah. I just got mad for no reason and I had a little outburst and I'm like, I'm so sorry, you know, it's like, and the thing is, it's like. But you're able to take a step back. Take a step back, reevaluate the situation, mm-hmm. apologize for your actions, and yeah. not only apologize for your actions, but make the actions that come after. And rectify. You know, elaborate what you said and mm-hmm. proceed past that point of just being better. That's great. You know. So the 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 giant leap to Moorhead was basically for you to get your mind right. Oh, definitely. You know, it's like, don't get me wrong. It's 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 cool going out, hanging out with the scene, doing this and doing that, interwrapping yourself in to so many people. But at the end of the day, besides one or two of those people, you you're really not on these people, everybody else's minds. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're just, a, you're, you're a side character for their story at the time. They went, they went to so-and-so venue the same night that you did. You ran into each other. You said hi. You had a drink together. And when you go home, yeah. not only are you not on their mind, but they're also not on your mind. You only have two or three. In the, in some, and, and depending on the case, you, you actually think that you are on their mind and you okay. might realize that like when you're not getting invited to something or if they're not I don't know doing like that's one thing about Facebook right when they're not liking your post or whatever you're always you're like are they really your friend and that's a dangerous yeah, yeah and, and that, that, that's another bad thing about social media too I've, I and I've felt the backlash of that lately too not being around and not being involved and not going out to shows like I was and not commenting on everybody's stuff and not liking everything and not being so active on social media. If you have to put yourself out there that much to be liked, then no one really gives a fuck anyway. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I can still maintain the amount of likes and blah, 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 this and blah, blah, because I'm not doing bad on my own without having to be a kiss ass. Yeah, never be a kiss ass. And you know, I, may, maybe that's, that's the wrong may, maybe that's the wrong term to use. I do feel. I think like, I think that's well said. To be I, I, I think I think, and you don't have to be a people pleaser. No, like don't don't get me wrong. It, if I comment on your status, and I'm not I'm not nobody. I'm nobody. I'm another person breathing this air mm-hmm. on this world. But 
if I comment on your thing, it's like, I just genuinely either enjoy it or this or that. I feel like there's some people that comment on absolutely everything just to be like, hey, look at me. Yeah. I, I'm here and I'm supporting you and I'm doing this and they, I'm doing that. They do it for, Please do it back for me. They're do, they do it for clout. Like, if you see everybody posting about their new fucking wacky Jordans because it's what's in right now and it's like so you spend $120 on those, shoe, on those shoes and you can barely afford your electric bill was it really worth it just to fucking have a couple likes on Facebook true like you know don't get me wrong because I, I'm a shoe lover myself but it's just like it's just so much stuff to do it's like I would rather go out in the weird ass clothes I like and maybe and I can't say anything about style maybe they like it but at the same time, there are definitely people that go out and buy this and buy that. But what you just, put on what you put on, you, you dress for yourself, what you yeah. feel confident in. Yeah, not you know. what... No, and, and and the thing is, is like, I, I got these really nice and pair of Adidas, right? But it's like, I don't know, I used... I, I can't say anything. I used to do that. I used to put my shoes on Instagram, wherever I got them. I used to do this. I used to do that. Like tattoos. Oh, dude, I was still doing a tattoo. <laughs> But of course, you know, I gotta give a shout out to my boy Austin Timberlake. Uh, he he's always hooked me up. He's always done great ink. He's one of my best friends. So if you ever need a tattoo, go out to South Shore, Kentucky, and go to uh, Snake Oil Tattoo and see my buddy That's Austin Timberlake. It's it's amazing, and uh, you know. You, you're just not going to find a tattoo on this like Austin. Just everywhere. It's just he has a very unique style. And he genuinely cares. He, he genuinely cares. You know, it's like... And he's you, a funny, fun person. You, 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 you meet him at first, you're like, this guy doesn't like me. I, 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 <laughs> I sat there for my first three tattoos and I'm like, I try to talk to him, but he's he's, he's an intimidate, like intimidating guy, you know? And, 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 until you get to know him, until you get to talk to him, then he... He's a sweetheart, man. He, he, he doesn't really want to be, but he's a sweetheart. I love that dude. He's, he's, he's just got that... Uh, Sarcastic tone. Yeah, and it's it, it's over time. He's been... It's like Out of all the people he's probably talked to, it's like he's just... He's mastered the craft of being so sarcastic and witty. But it's, it's almost... When you meet someone like him, it's not even that. It's charismatic. Yeah, because if you don't even take it offensively. Yeah. You take it as like, wow, this guy just said that to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's joking with me. He likes me, but he's just so freaking, like, fast. Yeah. I I, I almost get jealous of it. I'm like, man, that's so quick. That's clever. See, I was was telling uh, my wife a a story about him, and I was like, in in a way, having all the conversations and... uh, encounters I've had with him kind of helped grow my sarcasm because meeting people like him I always thought that I had to outdo them oh yeah because I didn't I didn't know whether they liked me or not so I'm just like I'm not staying here and act like a bitch I'm gonna fucking give it right back to you yeah like, <laughs> dude I, Austin's my boy so if you ever need a tattoo go out to snake oil tattoos alright we're gonna take South a, Shore Kentucky we're gonna take a brief pause here for a second All right, we're back. Anyway, I forgot what we were talking about, but I guess it wasn't really that important. 
That's what they always say. If you can't remember, it it wasn't really important not to remember. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, how was the coffee? The coffee's delicious. I have one more drink. You know, I've been sipping on it this entire time. Sip, you sip. like sweet cream? It's pretty good. Like, uh, Kimmy and I had a conversation yesterday about creamer. It's like, I'm not really that picky of a coffee drinker as long as I have sugar and milk. Uh, like, I, I can't drink coffee black, honestly. I've started to. I don't. I just developed a, the urge for it. <clears throat> I'm going to start putting, like, MCT oil in there. Apparently, that helps store the energy better. Mm. It helps you use it when needed instead of burning it all at once. Yeah, I probably need something like that. Some but, people put butter in there. Some people put both. It is what it is. Butter and coffee? Butter, MCT oil, and coffee. And if you don't really know anything about MCT oil, it stands for multi-chain triglyceride and it's uh composed from coconut oil and if you know anything about coconut oil it's like the end-all be-all you can do anything you want to with it basically yeah yes it's it's just good for you in general and uh mct oils it's great for uh, storing energy uh extreating energy like however you need it um fat burning uh also maintaining weight i mean it just it's fucking yeah it's open to interpretation. Like, whatever you want to use it for, it's there. Because it's a compound of coconut oil. It's a derivative of coconut oil. So. I I drink it every day there for about a month. I was also taking the control thing. And I felt good. But the only thing I wasn't doing... Well, the two things I wasn't doing that I'm doing now is... Well, actually, I should say three things now. I wasn't sleeping like I was supposed to. My diet was shit. And I did not exercise. But those are three things that I'm... I'm working towards. working towards, and I'm gonna try implementing uh, little subtle things like that awesome. into my workout, my diet, just regular uh, morning routine. But yeah, uh, anyway, the, I so when before we got on the, the ghost stories subject or topic, I had written down because I started taking notes. It's another mm. thing I started doing, it sort of helped me out. Especially just consolidating everything that just goes on in my head because I'm just all over the place. But I, I was going to write down questions for this, just for whatever. And I, I only came up with one. But I think it's, it's in my opinion, the best question that best suits the podcast. What do you think the biggest misconception is about you? biggest misconception is about me you know like I I guess I, I really don't have any uh, no, wait, I, I, honestly any anymore I don't have any care about any misconceptions I used to have this really big uh, thing where I felt like a lot of people just absolutely hated me for absolutely no reason they go out and talk trash about me just because Blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that, this and that. I'm just, I used to have a really bad time with dealing with the fact that people would talk so negatively about me. But over time, it's like, I either showed everybody who did talk negatively about me that I'm not a bad person, I've got good morals, and I'm this and that. Or, on the other hand, it's like, I just don't care. I don't care anymore. It's like, I, I, I it's, it's hard to care about people that just absolutely have nothing good to say and they'll have never a chip have, on their shoulder and never have anything good to say. Yeah. 
you know. We all know. So, I, I guess the biggest misconception about me, um, I really, I really can't think of any because anymore, I, I don't even really fuck with them enough people <laughs> to even have any conceptions brought up to me. So what's funny about this is I came up with this question because <clears throat> honestly, when we last talked before I asked you, to, even when I asked you to join the podcast, you were still going through some stages where you're just getting over shit, right? Oh yeah. And now you're you're in such a small amount of time, you're doing so much better that 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 question is kind of like. And I, I, I guess I guess <laughs> at the, then at the, at the time it was. I, I guess then if you want to talk about the biggest misconception over the last couple months or years it, or years even, it's like I guess just the fact that I do and have you know I've, I've you know. People look at me, they're like, oh, you're a frequent drinker. You drink quite a bit. You're, you're usually drunk every time I see you. Or I'm ne- I've never seen you sober. I've never seen you, you know, even walking into this podcast, you know, driving down the road, I'm hitting my one-hitter. <laughs> but that's not surprising. No, it's not surprising. Not anymore. It, it, but that's the thing. It's like some people can do it. And some people can. Some people it's good for, and some people it's not. It's like some people enjoy getting up, running, their coffee, having a set schedule. I myself, I enjoy waking up. You like chaos. Next, next to my girlfriend and looking at her and being like, "Hey, you want to smoke a bowl real quick?" Okay. And then you get started with your day. You make breakfast. You do all the things you have to do. I wake up at seven. And I don't eat till noon. Uh, Kimmy makes too much good food, man. <laughs> <laughs> how's, the, how's the weight loss thing? I can't really tell. You're in a huge ass hurt so. The weight loss thing is not a weight loss thing. <laughs> not anymore? <laughs> nah, dude. Like, I've probably put on like 20 pounds last. But this is, is this and, happy and, pounds? Uh, it's happy pounds. It's happy pounds. Because you deserve it, pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it, pounds. <laughs> right. Happy pounds for sure. Wow. It's like, but of course, you know. It's like I'm eating better than I was. Uh, we cut back uh, on alcohol. Yeah, I, I did cut back on alcohol quite a bit, but you know. <sighs> One last thing to to talk about before we go, because I actually want to talk about it, because you and I are quite the same. Like we're on a one in one with this, mm-hmm. with the binge drinking. So. When you drink, I mean, you go balls deep. We drink before. We're just like, oh, yeah. we hit the bottle and we don't stop until it's finished. But do you, do you feel the way I feel? Because I I, uh, I was talking about this on the podcast yesterday. And because I've started to really analyze how I am as a person with my emotions and how, like, uh, even when I was running, I was running with my wife. And she, uh I was just running to keep up with her because I'm just trying to motivate her. But I usually when I run, I fucking I go and I I don't stop until I feel it. But that like that but that's ambiguous. Like there's ambiguity mm. in that. So like where whereas like people people can just feel what they want to. Mm. Or you look at somebody and you don't necessarily feel the same way, but you're like, hey, I wonder how they exactly feel because it's empathy. But with me, if I don't feel something the way I want to. It's as if I, I don't feel it at all. 
And that goes, like, it corresponds with drinking. Like, if I'm drinking and I'm not where I want to be, especially, because obviously, you know, we're suppressing, right? Mm. And repressing. But if I'm not where I want to be, if I'm not as drunk as I want to be, mm. I'm not keeping up with everybody else, then it's not good enough. And I think that's sort of exacerbated drinking for me and the binge drinking tendencies. You know, even, you know, Kim and I even had drinks last night and, you know, it's like, we didn't have very much. We we had a little quarter of a bottle left and we both had or like five shots or something, but five shots to a lot of people would be like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now, you know, but we, we were both in there and it's like, it, you know. Drinking responsibly. Drinking responsibly, but you know, like. But in the past. But, but of course, I, I will say this last night, it was like we we ended up getting the wine out because you know you, it, it is like you said if if you don't hit that point you're like you're not satisfied with what you got for sure but at the same time uh, I I think the big thing about being a healthy drinker or a healthy smoker or anybody that uses any kind of substance of course not fucking bad shit you know but, for sure but you know drinking smoking. I admire the way you said that because it's not being satisfied with what you got. Yeah, in, but the thing is, I, I I don't think that's a unhealthy way to drink or smoke because you know. Well, moderation. But mo- but moderation, of course. But what I'm talking about moderation is, I feel like the biggest part of moderation is you don't feel like you have to have it. Mm. I feel like that's the healthy thing is you're like, hey, when it comes organically, do you want to drink? Yeah, I need a drink. There's two different things for sure. Yes, there's two different and and you will get the same feeling in both. If you have five shots with your I need a drink, you're really like, I need more drinks. If you get five shots on the hey, do you want a drink? You're like, I would like a couple more drinks if I can get some. Yeah, but if not, but if not. It's fine. I'll take a glass of water. Yeah, a glass of water. Smoke. You know, I think that's the healthy thing about, you know, smoking, drinking. It's like, if you get to that point, you don't need it. You just do it because you want it. Right. Wow. Powerful shit, man. Powerful shit. I love that. I love I love that conversation. I couldn't wait to have it because, you know, like I said, we... We correlate in that way. Oh, yeah. It comes down to... I mean, a lot of our worst times that we've ever experienced work together. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, we both have had people come up and they're always like, I don't see how you do this. I don't see how you do that. Like, especially with shows, you know, like, I'll go up on my fifth or sixth Long Island iced tea (laughs) and... Three and I'm done with that. My fifth or sixth (laughs) Long Island iced tea like that. The last Bay Interior show, I went up there. Five or six we Long Island iced teas. They were trash. Smokes. You know. I broke my give a damn during that show, though. Dude, my give a damn was broken before the show because while you guys were setting up, I'm running around the outside of the venue flipping shit. I'm like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. And then someone grabbed me. They're like, why are you freaking out? I was like, I don't remember any of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're like 
you got this. It's like riding a bike. It's muscle memory. I was like, there's no way. There's no way this is like riding a bike. There's absolutely no way I get up there. As soon as that first note strung, I was like, okay, I remember this now. Yeah. You know. So you're like having anxiety from drinking so much or was it just being nervous because it was the last show? Or maybe uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't even think it was drinking so much as the fact it was the last show. The fact that we literally did that with next to no practice. No, we had no practice. No practice at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and we we burnt like burned a lot of bridges in the past, but I think that one was like where we bridged the gap. So in a way it was like this whirlwind of emotions. Oh yeah. And in, in one show and with a group of people like we had a guitarist previously that we him and I we had some previous beef over misconceptions and misunderstanding but ah I, I don't know like it, it was that first show with that everyone said it was our best i felt like it was terrible but no, it, what, I, I definitely believe it was the best i sat i still sit there emotional. and watch those i still sit there and watch those videos i'm like it, it makes because if i was like god damn it i was like if we could have this lineup every fucking night yeah i would have kept it but, but now, but, but it, it was a one night, one night only thing. It felt really fucking good. One night only thing for practice, for everything. For everything. And, you know, it's like we all went on and did our own things, you know. Yeah, everyone. Proust and Kyle still doing great friends. Dusty, Travis, and Cold Case. And, you know, I'm doing Travis Mars Treason, and you doing the Dynasty. Shout out to Treason. Well, I know I, I, it's not that I mean to. I just I forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so we, we shout out all these bands: uh, Cold Case, Treason, Dead Culture, Great Friends, Great Friends. Uh, big shout out to Kyle. He's a he's a great guy. Oh yeah. He's, he's he, I've maintained a really close connection with Kyle even though we don't talk that much but every time we do it's always a great conversation oh yeah Kyle's a great dude man he's a great he's dude. a super solid dude he doesn't give himself enough credit I think I, I, I like his uh, I don't care I don't give a fuck but he does care he needs a girlfriend oh no no <laughs> he, he doesn't care man like we I did uh, vocals for great friends in Chicago and the entire ride I just remember you care don't you Kyle He's like, I don't give a fuck, man. And this entire that sounds, that sounds the, the, like a Kyle this entire ride, I was, I try to convince everybody that Kyle gave a fuck, but Kyle really gives no fucks. Kyle gives a fuck when he breaks his cartridge, his brand new cartridge in his pocket. I mean, I would give a fuck too. I'd probably go and lay in I've the road. I've never seen him so unnerved about anything. <laughs> he was just unhinged. <laughs> Can honestly believe it that I'm like, but let, let's be honest. What what avid, what avid weed smoker would not get absolutely crazy about it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, excuse me, I would. You know. Yeah, I sort of cut back on smoking. I, don't, I haven't smoked in like. Yep, I, I can't even keep. I don't smoke cigarettes hardly anymore. That's good. What are you doing? smoking weed <laughs> backwards yeah like it's just I'll, I'll smoke cigarettes if I go out to a bar I can drink at home and not need one 
But if it's I go, a trap. but if I go to a bar, of course it's a trap. You could go years without having a cigarette and go to a bar and it's like, I need a cigarette. Game on. <laughs> I need a cigarette, real bad. It's fair game. I'm sitting here watching you smoke. Go on my time. <laughs> oh wow, you told everyone my big secret. Oh, now, I'm shit. gonna lose followers right now because I'm you're just a guinea pig I'm just a guinea pig yeah if I die I die yeah, if, that, I, if I die I'm gonna get purpose that, that's the new thing right now we're all guinea pigs and test subjects for sure but I mean, I mean with all the fucking gluten and GMO floating around the world of course we're test subjects and whatever we I mean it, it's it's whatever we're gonna, we're gonna die one day have like, gluten, don't have the gluten just live your life we're, we're gonna die one day might as well just go into the living room and watch TV Right. Well, Marshall, I'm going to conclude this episode. Awesome, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. So, anything you want to shout out? All right. So, uh, I'm going to say it one more time. Friday, December 27th, it's going to be the Final Cues Dungeon Show featuring the Green Leaves, My Own Will, Native World, The Obnoxious Food, Cold Case, Sarah Tolley, Roberto. Roberto? Roberto. Roberto. I think Roberto. I think that sounds good. It sounds good to me. And of course, uh, myself, Mars Hall. um, (sighs) Thank you for uh, the Diamond Clinic for having me on today. So thank you very much, Tyler. It's been a pleasure. Good, sir. Uh, Anything you want to tell the fans? Positive. Positive things. Of course, keep it positive. I mean, I'm not trying to get a cue on everybody right now. Hey. Uh, I would though. He's a great guy. No, he's a great he guy. Means but well. No, no, he means he means the best. I'm just saying, I, I'm not quite able to go that positive. You know, oh, just, yeah, just gotta keep it positive. Gotta keep the positive. Oh, for sure. You know, it's just. But I guess a uh, final word is just, you know, wake up every day, live life, and just do your best. And always try to do the next right thing. Awesome. The great Gandhi Hall. The great Gandhi fucking Hall. Yep. <laughs> Alright. Thank you for having me, bud. Yeah. And that concludes Spooky Coffee with Mr. Marshall Isaac Hall. Uh, Marshall and I, we've been friends for over a decade, and we've been through it all. I mean, through, as you can, as you listen to, I mean, we, bands, relationships, I mean, uh, falling out. So, I mean, we've, we've really been through it all through the years, uh, through, uh, through negative, through positive. And I really felt as though he would be the great, a great guest, because... He's in a life journey right now. He's where I was not too long ago. And I'm just, I couldn't be more proud of him. Now, as always, uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can be a monthly listener, subscribe as a monthly listener. You can donate to the show. If not, that's okay. I'm not asking for any handouts. But help keep the lights on for future endeavors and creating a positive-based community for everyone to enjoy. But... You are beautiful, and you deserve it. Take care.